and welcome to the next episode of the J-Bear Podcast. It has been a couple of weeks since I have done one. We've just had so much going on over the last couple of weeks. The last one I did was our pre-March Madness show uh, with Rob joining me for that. And uh, we've had the national championship and everything be played now. We have NBA draft decisions that are being made. We have some breaking news. Uh, out of some people transferring, some commitments to uh, as far as recruiting goes. WrestleMania was last night. I'm recording this the Monday after WrestleMania. I'm going to go into full detail on WrestleMania uh, coming up uh, a little later on. So hopefully, uh, sorry if y'all don't want to hear it, but I'm going to be talking about WrestleMania here in just a little while. I'm so, so excited uh, to talk about that show and uh, also touch base on uh, some other things as well. So, uh, the NCAA tournament, let's start with the men. We're going to talk about the women's tournament, too. Uh, starting with the men's tournament, uh, what a tournament it was. Uh, you know, we had so many upsets. Virginia, the first one seed ever upset by a 16 seed, UMBC, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Uh, Virginia, not only were they the number one seed, they were the overall number one seed. I mean, Virginia was a team that looked unstoppable. But then UMBC knocked them off. It goes to show that you have to be able to score to win the NCAA tournament. Virginia was an excellent defensive team, but you have to be able to score to win in the NCAA tournament. Congratulations, I will say, to Villanova. I thought they were the best team really most of the year. They looked unstoppable. They looked flawless in the Final Four and in the National Championship. They looked beyond uh, just unbelievable uh, basketball played by Villanova. So congratulations to Coach Jay Wright, his second national championship in three years. Uh, some other stuff, talking about some of the local teams, the only two local teams we had, Purdue, made it to the Sweet 16. You lost Isaac Haas. Um, really, at that point, there wasn't much more you could do, uh, losing to Texas Tech, who was one of the best teams in the Big 12 this year. I think with Haas, you could have you could have won that game. But even with Haas, I don't think they beat Villanova, if you want my honest opinion. Um, but losing Haas sucked. I mean, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So uh, that was unfortunate. But Purdue making it to the Sweet 16, not bad. Uh, talk about now the Kentucky Wildcats. i got to talk about this for a little bit. So the Kentucky Wildcats had a draw against Davidson. Close game. Kentucky did not hit a three. It was the first time since 1988 that Kentucky did not hit a three in a game. That is pretty incredible right there that that happened. Again, in my lifetime, I'm almost 27 years old. In my lifetime, I have never seen a game. There has never been a game where Kentucky has not hit a three. That was the longest active streak in the NCAA, and it was pretty, pretty incredible to see. However, sadly, it did come to an end. However, as uh, my idol Matt Jones said, you know what? If they do that, if the streak gets broken, it was in a game that Kentucky won in the NCAA tournament, so fuck it. They won. I don't care. So, yeah, that sucks, but who cares? They won. Well, then if you're Kentucky, next up, you thought you were going to get Arizona, which was going to be a big showdown game. DeAndre Ayton, who's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. I don't see anyone going ahead of him right now. But then Buffalo, of all people, Buffalo just completely annihilates I mean, annihilates Arizona. So that sets up Kentucky and Buffalo. And Kentucky, it's a close game for a little while, but Kentucky in the second half kind of flexed their muscle a little bit and said, okay, enough is enough. So now let's go to the Sweet 16. 
The path is literally carved for them to go to the Final Four. They just have to beat fucking Kansas State, and then they'll have to play either Loyola Chicago, who ultimately went to the Final Four, or uh, Nevada, who beat Cincinnati. So the path was made for Kentucky. But then what happens? They decide they're going to play like fucking shit in a game against Kansas State. I mean, talk about the absolute worst game you could play all year long. And it'd be one thing if Kansas State was a solid team, a team that was like, you know what? Hey, this team has the capability of knocking anyone off. Kansas State sucks. That was a terrible basketball team. Kansas State is terrible. They're a fucking terrible basketball team. Xavier Sneed, or however the fuck you say his name. I mean, really? You lost to Kansas State? Come on! If you lose to Virginia, or if you lose to Arizona, you could say, you know what, those teams are pretty fucking good. But Kansas State, no one's sitting here saying, you know who's a good team this year? Kansas State. God bless it. It's still infuriating. They play so well. Win the SEC Championship, one of the best games you see all year. When they played Tennessee. And nope, they fuck it up. Losing to fucking Kansas State. I mean, it's fucking infuriating is what it is. I have n- I, I've been upset after losses before. After they lost to Wisconsin in the Final Four. You know, shit like that happens. But I have never been more mentally not there than I was the day after that game. Friday at work, my coworkers will tell you, until about 9.30, I did not really speak to anyone because I was still fucking infuriated. I was so infuriated over that loss because there was no excuse to lose to a pathetic team like that. Now, fortunately, Loyola Chicago, they did us a favor. Thank God. That's all I can say because that was fucking embarrassing. What I saw again on Kentucky, Kansas State. I mean, that's embarrassing. You were better at them than every position, and you don't fucking do a thing. They should be fucking ashamed of themselves for how they lost that game. They really, really should. There's no excuse to lose a game like that. You can't let a team hit 10 threes. You just can't. So people ask me, well, Jordan, how would you define Kentucky's season? Well, here's how I define it. People, if you ask me back in January when they were in their four-game skid, if they ask me, okay, Jordan, we'll give you an SEC championship and a Sweet 16 appearance, I'd say, book me that ticket right now. However, so if you look at the bigger picture, you could say with that team, you're like, you know what? That's not a bad job because the SEC was loaded this year. The SEC was one of the best conferences in the country. In my opinion, it was them in the Big 12 were the best two conferences in the country. The SEC was phenomenal this year. If anyone tells you otherwise, they're fucking moronic. But the SEC was phenomenal this year. Them and the Big 12, I'm not going to say which one's better, because I think they were both really damn good. I mean, Big 12, Kansas continued to show. I thought Bill Self, I'm going to give credit to Bill Self. In my opinion, what he did this year was incredible, Um, being what what he did with the team that a lot of people at the beginning of the year were counting out saying, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And they knocked off Duke, thank God for the record. And they knocked off Duke and make it to the Final Four. Bill Self deserves a hell of a lot of credit for the coaching job he did at Kansas this year. Because, I mean, I don't know 
I saw analysts, I heard radio people say all the time, no one was giving them a chance. So, kudos to Kansas. But the rest of the Big 12 had some solid teams, too. The SEC, though, you had Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Auburn before um, what's-his-name got hurt. Uh, Texas A&M, you look at what they did. They made the Sweet 16. I mean, you had a lot of really, really good teams uh, win in this year in the SEC. Florida, they won a game in the, in the NCAA tournament as well. So it was a fun, fun, fun SEC tournament. Kentucky wins. It just feels like it was a failure of a year for Kentucky because of the fact that they lost to a really shitty team. They lost to a really fucking bad basketball team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Kansas State is a fucking terrible basketball team, and you lost to them. That's what hurts. If you had lost to Kansas, you could say, you know what, Kansas is pretty damn good. But there's nothing good about Kansas State. Nothing. So, I'm sorry. You know, look, losses happen. I mean, because I guarantee Virginia is saying the same thing. Virginia is in a worse boat than anybody. But... You know, so it feels like a failure. I wouldn't call the season a failure. I'd call the ending a disappointment because you had such an easy path to the Final Four. But I, I wouldn't call it a failure. I mean, an SEC championship this year with the team he had, I'd say it's pretty impressive. So, sorry, I need to take a drink of beer. Uh, tasty. So, anyway, looking at Kentucky next year, you have... A pretty solid recruiting class. They just got another commitment this morning. EJ Montgomery, uh, one of the big guys uh, from, I believe, the Georgia area, and commits to Kentucky this morning. He was originally committed to Auburn, but decommitted when the whole FBI investigation was going down. So, you know, Kentucky's got him now. Uh, Sasha Kalea Jones, who played for Kentucky this year, remember the big dunk in the SEC championship, announced he's transferring. Kevin Knox is going to the NBA draft. Shea Alexander, although the announcement's coming later, Shea Alexander's gone. So you have those two players gone to the draft. You have Sasha transferring. P.J. Washington declared for the draft but didn't hire an agent. A lot of people are going to do that. I mean, that's not just that. That's not just any. I mean, that's a lot of people do that. Purdue had a guy. I don't know. Maybe it was Edwards. I think it was Edwards. Maybe I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but he announced he's going to, you know, test the waters as well. So, you know, I'd say a lot of that's going to happen because PJ's not going to get drafted. He probably just wants to go and say, hey, you know, what do I need to work on? Anything like that, which I don't blame. If a player gets invited to the combine, might as well go see how you can hone your skills for the next level because PJ is undersized. He can't shoot free throws if you can't tell from the NCAA tournament game going fucking 8 of 20. I mean, are you are you kidding me? 8 of fucking 20? I know people who could use their opposite hand and shoot better than that. Come on, PJ. But still, irrelevant. So I think PJ will come back. Jared Jared Vanderbilt, I think he's back tonight as well. Uh, not tonight. Uh, I think he comes back. Wendon Gabriel is one I hear some things about simply because um, a lot of people, he has one year left. He can graduate in three years. He can, he can graduate in three years. And... So a lot of people are wondering whether he can – he's not going to get drafted, but a lot of people are wondering if he'll leave to try to go play overseas. It's what Isaac Humphreys did. Isaac Humphreys went back to Australia to play, and he got Rookie of the league, of the Year in the Australian League this year. And he's making good money over there. So I think there's a lot of potential for that. Um, 
so that's my thing. I think uh, when you look at Winnie Gabriel, I think he should come back, but Matt Jones, uh, he's hearing stuff that he's 50-50 about possibly leaving because EJ Montgomery coming. Let's say they get Ashton Higgins, the uh, point guard who's considering reclassifying. There's a lot of talk that that is going to happen. A lot of talk that he's going to be reclassifying and coming back. So let's say that he comes. Wendon Gabriel could see a lot less playing time this year than he did last year. Wendon Gabriel had some games where he really stepped up. The SEC tournament, he was huge. All the threes that he hit. So we'll see. I hope uh, Kentucky is able to get Ashton Higgins. Um, if they get him, they'll have, in my opinion, they'll be right under Duke for the top recruiting class, Duke's players. Let me say something about Duke's commitments real quick. Duke has the top three guys, but they all three play the same position. All three are power forwards. Now, those guys are good. That Barrett kid is a stud. Zion Williamson, he's a good dunker, and he's athletic. And then Cam Reddish. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Duke does this year, because those are all three playing the same position. Pretty much their starting five is gone. Duvall's declared for the draft. Trent is declared for the draft. Uh, Bagley has declared for the draft. I think Carter has. I'm almost positive he has. If he hasn't, he'd be dumb not to go. He's a top 10 pick. And Grace Allen's a senior. Duke is losing their starting five. So I think it's going to be a really, really interesting year for Duke basketball next year. I hope that I, – I personally hope that they are good in the sense of – I don't know if I hope they're good. Maybe that's not the right word to use. I hope that they're competitive in the sense of they could be fun to watch. But I think that Duke could be down more than people think next year. Now, they got some other people coming in, uh, some guards. I uh, forget what the names of the guards are coming in. But remember this. The first game of college basketball next year for Kentucky and Duke are against each other in the Champions Classic. How about that for an opening game? Kentucky and Duke up in Indianapolis, just two, uh, just about an hour and a half up the road from here. May have to make a trip up there. Just saying. Just saying. I might have to make a trip up there. So I hope um, Kentucky really, really um, gets this Hagen's guy. Because if they can, and then let's say no one else leaves other than Shea, they, they're gonna be they're gonna be good next year, and I'm excited for it. So there's my rant on Kentucky. I know Audie, you may have gotten bored with that and gone ahead and skipped ahead, but you know what? I think uh, I needed to say some stuff because I really do believe that. Um, Kentucky could be special if they get the Hagen's kid. Um, I, I think they could be special because this Montgomery kid's the real deal. I mean, I've seen this kid play now twice in the Nike, in the Hoop Summit, and uh, also in the McDonald's All-American game. He's a stun. Uh, Romeo Lankford, uh, he played very well in the McDonald's All-American game. A lot of people are wondering where he's going to go. Um, I still think it's going to come down to... <clears throat> that's tough. I still think it's going to come down to Vanderbilt or IU. I've now officially kind of put Kansas out. And I know my dear friend Dave Campbell, Dave, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I, I just don't think Kansas has a lot of people coming in because they have transfers coming in. They have some great recruits coming in. I think Kansas is going to be so loaded. I, I don't know if Romeo is going to want to do that or not. Also, Vanderbilt, he has friends playing at Vanderbilt. 
I think he's apparently his girlfriend's at IU now. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I heard his girlfriend's now at IU. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll probably be hearing a commitment later this month in April uh, to see where Mr. Lankford will be going to school this year. I'm excited to see what he'll do. The kid's a special player. He really, really is. I got to see him. I've got to see him in person twice. Got to see him as a freshman, and I knew then he was going to be a stud. And you know, got to see him this year at Madison. He was unbelievable. So it'll be interesting to see where Romeo uh, decides to take his talents next year. Mm. Sorry, another sip of beer. Now let's talk about WrestleMania. It was last night, um, New Orleans. Let me say this real quick. WrestleMania is great. It doesn't need to be seven hours long. It starts at 5 p.m. The kickoff show starts at 5 p.m., which has three matches. Had the Under the Giant Battle, Battle Royal, the Cruiserweight Championship match, and then it had the Women's Battle Royal. Now, the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, having Matt Hardy win that and possibly aligning with Bray Wyatt, great, great move. I love that. Love that. I think that could be really, really cool. Cruiserweight Championship match, I watched that. That was really, really, really cool. Um, Alexander grabbing the Cruiserweight Championship there. I thought that was a great, great match. The Women's Battle Royal, I thought was terrible. I thought that was absolutely terrible. The fact that Bailey thought she had won, and then they just put Naomi in there, and then Naomi just throws her out immediately. And look, I love Naomi. I think she is one of the most underrated women's superstars in WWE. She's so athletic. She's just such a beautiful soul, a beautiful woman. I, I have no issue with that. I just don't like how it ended. And I just keep feeling like, I just feel like with Bailey, I just feel like they're not using her correctly. I feel like with Bailey, it's like she all, she, the, she was looking for that moment and Bailey just couldn't have it. Again, maybe things will change. I don't know. So that was the pre-show. The pre-show, the kickoff show, that's fine. I, I like the kickoff show. In the sense, but my God, that was long. Oh, that's long. I mean, I had WWE Network on, folks, from 5 p.m. to 12:15 a.m. 12:15 a.m. Over seven hours, and I love professional wrestling. Love it. But man, even after a while, I was I was struggling to stay awake late. Cause now, given even though I had Monday off work after WrestleMania, man, oh man, was I struggling to stay awake. My goodness gracious. So, let's get to the main card. Intercontinental Championship match. Um, Miz, Rollins, and Finn Balor. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome match. Uh, cool showing by Finn Balor. Uh, bringing out members of the gay community and showing solidarity, solidarity with them. Um, look, whether you agree with, you know, you know, gay rights or anything like that, um, you know, that's fine. That's your opinion. I just like that Finn Balor wants to make everyone feel included. So I, I do applaud him for that move. However, I agreed with Rollins winning. I like that Rollins won. Rollins is one of my favorite superstars right now. So good technically in the ring, has improved so, so much. Um, I, I really, really enjoy seeing Rollins, what he does in the ring. Um, so applaud Seth Rollins. I thought the match was great. Um, and, I mean, they were just really, really good. I mean, the first couple hours of the show were really Really, really good. So, that's that. Now, let's move on to some of the other matches. Um, <laughs> the United States Championship match, eh, I did not enjoy that match at all, actually. Um, not because 
Yeah, actually, I'm going to say, because I, I, I don't like that Jinder Mahal won. I mean, to me, Rusev is hotter than anybody right now. People love Rusev. And I thought, this is a chance. You could make this guy, imagine how much that place would have popped if you could have given Rusev the title. Rusev Day wins the United States Championship. I'm telling you what, that place would have gone up in flames in excitement if Rusev would have won. I just I just really was not a fan of uh, Jinder Mahal winning. Now, Jinder Mahal, I'm going to give him props. What he has done since he was released, the fact uh, he was on Kentucky Sports Radio several months ago, he said he gave up drinking, he works out a ton, um, I applaud him so much for that. His body, he looks great. So I applaud him so much for putting his life together. He's been a WWE champion. I think that's great. So I applaud him for that. I just didn't think it was the right move. But again, Vince McMahon is a genius, so he could prove me wrong. He really, really could. Um, other matches. Women's uh, women's matches. Oh my goodness. Charlotte and Asuka. Those two were unbelievable. Charlotte wins. Charlotte beating Asuka had no issue with it. Um, this wasn't like the Undertaker streak where it was lasting, you know, it was over 20-something years. Because Asuka streak was going to end eventually. I had no issue with Charlotte defeating Asuka. And a great job to not bury Asuka after the match either. I, I really, really did think this was really, really incredible uh, to see uh, what uh, Asuka did. I think Asuka's going to be one of the best women superstars in the world very, very soon. She is incredible. She really, really is, and I just hope that really um, she keeps it up because, man, she's special. And Charlotte might be the be the best in-ring women's wrestler we have seen in the past 15, 20 years. I mean, she is that good in the ring, y'all. She is that good and gorgeous as hell, too. And I know women's look shouldn't be the thing, but my goodness, Charlotte is beautiful. I'm just saying. <laughs> I get why they call her queen. Uh, the other women's match, Nia Jax. Alexa Bliss. Um, really, really cool stuff there. Simply because, A, I'm glad Nia Jax won the title. Alexa Bliss was a great champion. I think Alexa Bliss does a great job in the ring. She plays the heel character so well. And in real life, she's a sweetheart. Like, you see videos of her. She's a sweetheart in real life. And Nia Jax, the only difference I would have done, I would have had Nia Jax squash her. Kind of like what China did with Ivory back, I think it might have been WrestleMania 17, maybe. I, I probably would have had Nia do that. But one thing I loved was the fact that all this was built up. You saw Alexa making fun of Nia, the fact that she's so much bigger than everyone, the fact that she, you know, is a bigger girl. She's not fat by any means, but she's a bigger girl, which is there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a bigger man. It, it, it happens to the best of us. So I, I think Nia winning it. And the fact is afterwards, she talked about how, this is about the people that have been bullied for being them for being themselves. I want to talk about body positivity. I want to talk about body, you know, being proud of who you are. Don't be don't be afraid of the body you have. Be grateful for the body you have and be proud of it. And Naya is. Naya is a plus size model. Naya is a beautiful, beautiful woman. My gosh, she is beautiful. And they showed it, you know, she, what she said afterwards, she's like, this is for everyone out there that just, you know, really, I applaud, 
you know, her for this. She said, Hey, this is for everyone. This is for everyone that has been bullied. And so I, I thought that was absolutely beautiful. And so Naya, congratulations to you. You deserve the women's championship. You absolutely do. You absolutely deserve the women's championship. So that's that, uh, on the women's match. Uh, Let's talk about, uh, I know people are going to want to get to Ronda Rousey, her WWE debut. We're going to talk about that, uh, my last thing. Undertaker, my favorite, absolute favorite WWE superstar of all time. Um, I, I was happy that he showed up. I was not a fan of the buildup. I'm like, come on, come on. But there was so much buzz around it. It made you wonder. And again, this is why you never, ever count out Vince McMahon and you never question Vince McMahon because he was a genius. And I say to them, great job undertaker squashing John Cena. I mean, it was like a three minute match and undertaker ended it quickly. I was happy to see the undertaker and he looked good. He looked really, really good in the ring. I must say. Now the question is, will that indeed be the undertaker's final match? Who knows at this point? I'm going to stop questioning. He's 54 now, I believe. So it probably is coming to the time where Undertaker's probably got to be like, you know what? My body's been through hell. I probably need to slow down just a little bit. Well, he probably isn't wrong there. So congratulations to that. Um, WWE title match, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This match was built up as a dream match because you had so many people wanting to see two of the best technical wrestlers in the world. The match was good, for the record. The match was good. Let me say that. Now, did it live up to the hype? No, but I also think people wanted it too high. I think people expected too much. When you expect so much, you're not going to get it. Because at that point, you're just going to be like, yeah, you know what, it wasn't what I expected. Well, you expected perfection. You're not going to get that. So I thought the match was good. The heel turn by Shinsuke, that's interesting. I did not see that coming. A heel turn where Shinsuke attacked AJ Styles after the match. So um, we'll see where that goes from here. Uh, let's see. WWE <laughs> Universal title match. What a fucking joke. I mean, what a fucking joke. You have that. You pretty much have Brock Lesnar suplexing the shit out of Roman Reigns the entire time. And then finally, Reigns will get a couple shots in. Well, then after four F5s or something, Lesnar takes off his gloves. And with his elbow, he busts Reigns open. Reigns was bleeding like a stuck hog. And then the match is over. Reports were that after the match was over, when Lesnar went back to gorilla position, him and Vince McMahon had a really, really heated uh, argument where he ended up throwing the Universal Championship. So who knows what the fuck's going to happen there? I, I don't know. But like I said, who the hell knows anymore? I, I just don't. I Again, I don't question this. We'll see what happens. Uh, Vince McMahon's a great businessman, so he will figure something out on that standpoint there. Um, so, Universal title match, it sucked. It sucked. It, it was an absolutely fucking terrible, terrible match. And it was a terrible way to end the show. I would have rather have seen uh, other matches at the top of the show. Like this one. Ronda Rousey and Triple H against Kurt Angle. Excuse me, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Let me tell you something right now. That was one of the most incredible matches I watched all night. 
Triple H and Kurt Angle. Both older, not in their prime anymore. But two of the very best to ever do it. Stephanie McMahon, she's been in some matches. But she is, you know, she's an executive. But she's in great shape. Ronda Rousey, of course, spent her career in UFC. And now she comes back. And she goes to WWE. Ronda Rousey was absolutely phenomenal in the ring. She she said in an interview with, uh, I think it was Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. She said that it was a point of, she thought she was going to get booed. She thought she was going to get booed nonstop. But people loved her. And they were chanting, this is awesome at her. She said, I'm glad I lost those last two UFC fights. Because it led me here. She said, this is where I'm meant to be. And that is so great to see that. She looked like a natural in the ring. She looked phenomenal, y'all. I mean, she looked great. Whether you like professional wrestling or not, you need to, if you get a chance, watch Ronda Rousey's match. That was truly, truly special. And I was so excited to see Ronda Rousey um, in the ring again. It, it, it got jitters to me. So we'll see um, about that. And hopefully Ronda continues on. Tonight's Raw is going to be crazy. Tonight's Raw is going to be unbelievable. I'm so excited for it. Um, the Raw after WrestleMania, there genuinely is nothing like it. It's the it's the best Raw of the year. They advertise it. They It's just incredible. I'm so, so excited uh, for tonight. I'm always excited about this. That's why I love WrestleMania weekend. Because think about this. Friday night. You have the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Then Saturday, you have NXT TakeOver, which was an incredible pay-per-view if you get a chance to go watch it. Sunday, of course, you have WrestleMania. And then Monday, you have the Raw after WrestleMania, which is going to be one of the best Raws of the year. It always is. So I'm excited for it um, to see what Raw uh, brings us tonight. All right, a few more minutes left here on the podcast. Uh, again, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, Angelo Yeomans, uh, my fraternity brother, he is going to be joining me on a podcast here very, very shortly after the NFL draft. We are going to be breaking down the AFC South. So that podcast is going to be coming in the next few weeks when the NFL draft takes place. I'm excited for that. Um, I think it's going to be a great, great NFL draft. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to have a great draft. Chris Ballard has shown he knows what the hell he's doing. I love Frank Reich as the head coach. It's going to be special uh, to see what he does uh, in Indianapolis. So I'm excited for it, but I believe Angelo is going to be joining me in a couple weeks. We're going to be talking about the AFC South uh, projections for this year. Sorry, I need another taste of beer. Now, looking at some questions that have been sent to me or that people have asked me, uh, various questions um, over the last several weeks. Again, it's been a few weeks since I've done one of these, so... Uh, let's see what we got. Um, some of these are political. Some of these are sports. Some of these are just kind of funny personal questions. So I'll go through some of them, and then uh, we'll wrap it up uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, Jordan, have you changed your stance on guns at all in the sense of assault rifles being banned? No, I haven't changed it one bit, and I won't. First of all, for people that are describing AR-15s as assault weapons, shut the fuck up. AR-15s are not assault weapons. They have never been defined as assault weapons. They weren't even in the original assault weapons ban that was signed in the 90s. They weren't even in that. So shut up. We had a crazy gunman with a handgun 
at the YouTube headquarters out in California. Tucker Carlson said something best the next time on his show. Well, she was a Democrat, and it was a woman, and she worked for PETA. Well, that means we have to label anyone a P PETA, now a terrorist organization. That's what we have to do now. Come on, liberals, my fellow liberal and Democrat friends. That's what you have to do. That's, what the, that's the shit you all pull. You don't get to decide what guns people can and can't have outside of automatic weapons. But anything else, you don't get to decide that. No, you don't. If you don't want to own a gun, guess what? You don't have to. My mom, who is who does not own a gun, like we have guns in the house, but she does not personally own one or carry one. And it's not that my mom's anti-gun. My mom's just not comfortable with guns. She just doesn't want one. So guess what? She don't buy one. So shut the fuck up. All of you idiot anti-gun people, you piss me off to no end because you don't use logic when you talk. If you want to have a genuine gun control conversation with me, I will happily do that for you. I will. I will do that. And I gave my suggestions. Make stuff permitted. Make them, if you get the whatever assault weapons things in a, in a list, say these are the list of the weapons. And then say, if you want to own these, you have to get a license. And then every two years, you have to go to a class to re-up that license. Make that. Do that. I could get behind that. But you can't just say guns are banned. That makes you a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Use logic when you talk to me. Please. And now you might be saying, Jordan, you're getting defensive. You don't understand. That's not what the Second Amendment about. The Second Amendment didn't address all this. The Second Amendment, it was when muskets were around. The Second Amendment uh, was, was about defense and militia. Yeah, we have the right to individual and bear arms. And guess what? All you people saying these weapons are weapons of war. What the fuck do you think the people used back then? They used muskets and cannons. Guess what? You can't own a cannon. We get that. But guess what they used in, in war? Muskets! Come on, people. Again, please use logic when you try to talk about this. Now, I don't want to insult anyone. If you want to genuinely have a conversation about guns with me, I will happily sit down and talk to you. But note that if all you say is, I want assault weapons banned, I'm probably not going to take you very seriously. And here's my other thing. If you're going to talk about guns... I'm going to hand you bullets, a ma an empty magazine, and a, and, a, and a pistol. And I'm going to say, load the gun and get one in the chamber and prepare to fire. If you can do that, then I'll talk to you about guns. But if you don't know how to do that, I'm not interested in hearing your opinion on guns. I don't care. Don't want to hear it. It pisses me off. No guns before you try to talk about guns. For the love of God. So enough on that topic. <laughs> As you can tell, I get a little emotional on that. There aren't too many things politically that I'll fight about, but that is one of them. I take my right to bear arms very, 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 very seriously. I really, really do. So I apologize for that, but I'm sorry. That's one I, I just won't accept. I really, really won't. All right, Jordan, <laughs> what shows do you recommend on Netflix? Um, the new season of Jessica Jones is out. I recommend that. If you have not watched The Defenders yet, it doesn't take long to watch it. Let me say that. I know a lot of people 
you know, it, it, there are so many episodes you don't you don't have time to just sit down and watch them all. The Defenders is only eight episodes. Watch it; it was awesome. I really, really do recommend it. Um, really, really special show. I'm excited to see the new season of Daredevil. That's the one I'm really, really excited to see come out on Netflix. So I, I recommend Defenders, Jessica Jones. Uh, while is it Wild Country? It's a it's a story about a cult. I've heard good things about it. Um, there are a lot of stuff you can watch in there. And also, watch a show called The Junk. It's an, it's about an experiment that was done. Um, it was something that they talked about on KSR. So w- watch it if you get a chance. It, it, that was a really, really cool show to watch. So that's the stuff I recommend on Netflix. Jordan, who's gonna who's the best team in baseball this year? Oh, shit. Uh, not the Reds, that's for sure. Um, I would say probably... I'd say the Astros are still the team to beat. Because they really didn't lose much, I, I would I would say, I I really would say probably the Astros I think are really good. The Angels look good. That Ato is an Atohane guy or Otone. Let me tell you what, that kid's special. The Red Sox look really good this year too. I mean they've won their past eight games. So I think, um, I really really do think that that could be uh, really really cool there as well. Um, but baseball, we'll see. Still a long season to go when it comes to baseball. All right. Take a look at some others. NBA. Uh, I don't know who's the favorite to win the NBA right now. Someone asked Jordan with all the injuries, who is the favorite, uh, to win the NBA championship completely healthy. The golden state warriors are still the favorite completely healthy. Now the warriors are not going to remember the, the rockets are the one seed, but the rockets can't play defense. Do not count out the Cavaliers. They are playing very, very good basketball right now. And the Philadelphia 76ers, that is a fun, fun team to watch now. 76ers are a fun, fun, fun team to watch. So um, we'll see about that there. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. And uh, we'll see what happens come the NBA playoffs and all that. Jordan, what do you think of uh, Florida Governor Rick Scott? Announcing his intention to run for senator against Senator Miller. That that is interesting. That 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 is really interesting. There, um, Rick Scott. I think he's coming up on his second term as governor, and I think there's term limits. But I mean, why not? I, I mean, really, really, why not? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You don't win. I mean, why not go up against him? Rick Scott's very, very popular. He got elected twice in Florida. I'd say go for it. Why not try to run against him? Bill Miller angered a lot of people at that uh, town hall where Marco Rubio pretty much got thrown to the wolves. So I'd say, I'd say go for it, Governor Scott. I'm pulling for you. Bill Miller's a great dude. I like talking to. I think I like when he talks. I don't like talking to him. I've never met the guy. I, I like when he talks, though. I mean, he he's not illogical. But he's one of those. He wants to ban guns. And I'm, I'm not going to support anyone that does that. Rick Scott's not about that. So that's what I have to say on that. Uh, a couple more questions here. Jordan, what's your favorite, what's your favorite beer? You've, you've asked people that before. Uh, well, as Taylor Shaw, who was on my podcast a couple months ago, as he said, there's two different types of beer you can have. There's beer you have to drink and enjoy. And then there's the get shit-faced beer. The get shit-faced beer probably goes to Coors Light. I'd say the beer to just sit down and drink. Dos Equis is good. And Stella Artois, I think, is very, very good. Now, Stella Artois is just expensive as hell. But 
I would say Stellar Artois. I'd say that's a good. I'd say it's a good one to go to as well. So there's that. Jordan, what are your thoughts on what happened with Laura Ingram? I mean, that's not good. I mean, she probably needs to be careful, but at the same time, I applaud Fox News for standing behind her. Um, you know, she's got a very, very popular show. People don't realize this, and maybe this will piss a lot of people off. Sean Hannity has the number one cable news show in, in the country right now. It's him, Rachel Maddow, and Tucker Carlson. So just be prepared for that. You all can trash Fox News all you want. They got two of the top three cable news shows in the country on their network. Bill O'Reilly had it for 17 years, so... Just saying. All right. And finally, Jordan, who do you think, looking at next year, will be the favorite in college basketball? Good question. Um, Villanova, you can't count them out. I mean, you just can't. You cannot count Villanova out. Uh, you can't count out um, Duke because that talent pool coming in could be really good. You can't count out Kentucky if they get the Hagens kid. Uh, if they get him and no one else leaves – then I'd say they're going to be really, really special. I really, really do. I think I think they could be really, really special uh, there. So I'd say there's that. Uh, Kansas are, is going to be loaded next year too. They really, really are. Kansas is going to be loaded. So Kansas will be really, really good, and they'll be tough to beat next year also. So um, those are my top ones. We'll see. Uh, Louisville, I think they're going to really, really struggle next year. I think if Romeo goes to IU, they could be good. But Archie's going to have to really show something next year if he does get Romeo, though. Just saying. So that's all I got to say about all of that. So, folks, that's going to wrap it up this episode of the podcast. A lot to cover. Uh, talked, you know, some college basketball. Uh, talked about, um, you know, some WrestleMania. Talked about the people that want to talk guns about to me and all that stuff. But, you know. Again, all that stuff uh, I can talk about to you personally if you ever want to chat. Um, not easy to I'm I'm not hard to find, I should say. So just hit me up on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I have a Twitter now, but follow me on Twitter. It's W-O-R-X underscore J-Bear, all lowercase. So again, W-O-R-X underscore J-Bear. Follow me on Twitter. I just started a Twitter about a week or so ago. And I've actually figured out it's a nice thing to have. I won't lie to you. It's a really, really... A uh, nice thing to have. So uh, follow me on that. I'll do another podcast very, very soon. Again, Angelo going to be joining me in a few weeks to discuss the AFC South, uh, the Titans, the Jaguars, the Colts, and the uh, Texans. We're going to be talking about all that and to see who the favorite's going to be next year. So uh, that's going to be coming up here in a couple weeks. So until next time, Enjoy life, folks. God bless each and every one of you. Uh, best of luck to all the high school baseball and softball teams, and also best of luck to all the high school sports teams. There are so many good ones in our area this year, so best of luck to all of you. Thanks again for listening. This has been another episode of the J-Bear Podcast.